Welcome everyone to episode 71 of the Slusp Inside E-Podcast. My name is Paul and joining me as always are Rob and Amanda. What's up guys? Yo, yo, yo. What's up? And today we have a guest. Jable is on the show. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. No, real pleasure to have you, pleasure. bro. Really, really good insight to the fixed gear community and world. So yeah, love it. Uh, of speaking course. of Jable, if you want to hear, uh, if you want to see a kid version of Jable snapping his axle, then you should listen to the pre-show. <laughs> you can access the extended conversation at patreon.com slash podcast. But let's get into the show. Let's do it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. First, patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs> Go there. Go now. there. Or else, or else. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing SMC if if uh, you guys oh. don't subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna de- I'm gonna delete everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ends up with a hundred more subscribers in the yeah, next yeah, few yeah, weeks. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Uh, it's good to have you on the show, Jabel. Uh, could you quickly introduce yourself for the people that might don't know who you are? Yes, of course. Uh, I am J-Ball, all better, or better known as J-Ball, also known as Jonathan. Uh, I am a SoCal fixed gear freestyle writer, historian, uh, community <laughs> figurehead, I guess. Uh, we throw, I, I run SMC, aka Suck My Cog. It's a blog, it's a YouTube channel, it's a instagram page it's a it's a community i just try my best to promote all things related to fixed gear tricks and i also ride fixed gears relatively well so they so people say mm-hmm. i like doing tricks that's me i definitely ride very fucking well i can definitely say that for sure i can do a bar spin or two one or two. <laughs> just, just one or two. So I'll kick it off. So Jable, how where where did fix how did fixed gear come into your life? Where did it come from? What was your first bike? What was the origin, the beginning? Oh, the beginning of fixie Jable. By the way, I know <laughs> I know Paul, you love when people call it fixies. I'm actually like scratching myself oh my right God. now. <laughs> <laughs> Out of anxiety. Dude, I love calling them fixies because I think it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I uh it was uh 2008, I think I was in 8th grade and my uh, like a bunch of my like classmates were starting to get fixies and I like saw these bikes and I was like what is this like why these are so lame like i'm gonna keep skateboarding (laughs) and then and then i tried one of my friends and i was like wait a second hold on there's something to this it's kind of cool and uh, the pedal the pedals don't stop moving that's weird but i like it (laughs) and then uh that summer going into high school i got my first bike i had the same bike as uh brother lenich as jake lenich a dawes sst off of bikes direct shit yeah which was sick, as he already said, but it could bar spin 700s like out the box. I was tight. Yeah. And then, yeah, so high, high school, that was a, that was, I got my first bike in 2009. And then it's been, a, I have not stopped once since then. Fucking hell. So you're right at the pinnacle peak. When did Macaframa come out? 2010. 
2008. Yeah. 2008, yeah. So that, yeah, you literally started riding. Yeah. One thing about one thing about me is that I have a, I have like a photographic memory when it comes to fixed gear, like videos and trick stuff. And like, dude, everyone, everyone comes to me when they like, are like, yo, what song was this in? Or like, what year did this yeah. come out? Or what frame was this dude riding? Like, all of my brain space is spent on <laughs> fixed gear freestyle and I have no room left for anything. It sucks. <laughs> but it's also kind of cool. But like, have you guys seen the, um, uh, maybe probably not, but I've, I've been working on what's called a fixed gear archive. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's a YouTube channel that I just upload to it pretty much every day, just old fixed gear videos. But I'm also working on a website that's basically like, a huge like a one big wikipedia for fixed gear stuff wow it's not public yet but like you could access the link if you have it i should send you okay so i wanted to send some of the some of the videos i know on fixed gear archives from some japanese friends that showed me their really really old edits from like way 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 back and i was like oh man and they're like on all on vimeo or something and i was like oh man i, I need to link this to to the guy in charge of this so now i know it's you it's gonna be way easier oh yeah there we go you can probably expect most things related to fixed gear freestyle like i'll have my hand dipped in it at some <laughs> like in one way or another which ride which riders in japan i'm curious so uh you know marco right of course. So I, I've worked with Marco for years and we're really good pals. But yeah, right. It still exists. But when he was younger, he created that team that's called Ennesy. Oh, Ennesy. Yeah, Ennesy. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. At some point, like a really also good friend of mine, Bay, was in it. He's, yeah, his name is Bay. It's like B-E-E. Um hmm. And he was also in it, and like old dudes from Blue Log, they're all on like the shittiest bike you can expect, or like <laughs> terrible rewelded Brooklyn Machine Works. And yeah, I need I need to send you some of these edits. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw them in the in the archive. I have a a hard drive with all the uh, old videos that I've saved throughout the years on it, and. Dude, I have sh I have all of fixed gear freestyle history saved on this drive. Fuck no. <laughs> and it's it's backed up too, so if this drive crashes, I'm not I don't lose everything luckily. But dude, I've been going through so many so much stuff. I've 669 videos saved. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Let me tell you, if the if the internet goes down, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this might this is like a bit off topic, but I might want to do a master's thesis on tr potentially fixed gear riding, no and way. maybe I can come to you for some um, like actual concrete uh, information. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Shit. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be like my my bibliography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can you can use me as a more excited. <laughs> yeah, just. Reference J Ball. Reference set my cog. Reference There's one dude as a reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a question for you. Um, what's a trick that's easy to learn and hard to master? Ooh. Ooh. Easy to learn, hard to master. I mean definitely like a bunny hop barsman. Cause Oof. 
because you can mm. you know you can learn it you can bunny hop and throw a bar spin you don't have mm. to catch it and you can land it pretty like consistently but it takes like a certain amount of finesse to like properly catch it and mm. get the confidence to like throw it off something but also uh, another like if we're thinking more like trick track is like just a wheelie like a, a yeah. wheelie is easy to learn and difficult to master kind of because mm -hmm. like there's so many different wheelies that you can like push to the next level like you can learn like you know your two-handed wheelie standard that's how you start and then you can learn like a no-handed pop-up and then you can learn like one hand you can learn no hands you can learn fakie wheelie like there's so many wheelies so i guess it's like it's almost impossible to master a wheelie because you can like there's infinite possibilities i think also like even if you're riding uh, learn a wheelie even a year later you're doing it every day but you just still get better and better and better there's yeah. no you're always progressing at wheelies you're always getting more comfortable mm -hmm. in in every situation so i love that's what i love about the wheelie to be honest and then you switch bike and it's a different lens and your wheelie is off um, yeah so you learn to wheelie any bike it's so hard for me to wheelie like a track bike with wide bars <laughs> really because uh, yeah because you've got some tiny bars on your track i am such a uh yeah I, i'm a i'm an old head i, I yeah. like the skinny bars still yeah which i agree don't look as good but it's just like a function thing it just works so much better for so many tricks for me, hop tricks, bunny hop, uh, yeah, I come from BMX background and just that slight wider reach on even on a bunny hop and even on spins just feels more natural. And you put my wrists like in and under my shoulders, within my shoulder length, I'd feel like I can't hop as easily. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned that, like hop tricks are better with wide bars. Like a 180 feels really good on wide bars, but like mm -hmm. a Kyo spin or a wheelie or like a fish and chips, I just, I it's so uncomfortable for me on wide bars. Yeah. A Kyo spin looks sick with drops. I'm not going to lie. With drops. That's true. That's true. But <laughs> I just want to say, coming back on the wheelie thing, fakey wheelie is where I draw the fucking line. It's not wheelie anymore. It's magic. <laughs> it's. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. <laughs> going backwards wheelie oh okay yep. yeah i got two pedaled rotations yeah on thursday night on wednesday night and i was like buzzing because <laughs> yeah how do you even pop the thing you just pull up and backwards yeah exactly the same as where you go forwards <laughs> no wait huh <laughs> yeah so imagine wheelie forward but wheelie yeah. backward <laughs> <laughs> I, okay okay but wait wait yeah. wait 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 hold a minute hold, hold the phone <laughs> if i wheelie forward i'm gonna mm -hmm. push on my pedal and it's gonna and it's gonna lift my bike right mm -hmm. but yeah if i wheelie backward i'm gonna push on my pedal and it's not gonna lift shit uh you pull up on the strap yeah oh yeah challenge accepted yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot harder to do with um with a high seat so if you're gonna learn it honestly like slam the seat oh, okay okay my ego wouldn't do that <laughs> <laughs> then you need a you need a trick specific bike then for it build a new bike <laughs> yeah good excuse that's the solution for everything that's why i have 10 yeah exactly i feel you yeah okay i have a question following that 
So mm-hmm. you're talking about like fixed year history and yep. especially fixed year freestyle history. And so you also created Suck My Cog. Yes, yes. Can you can you tell what, a bit more about that? Yeah, so in 2010, uh, just, I'm in high school. Like, uh, I don't know, I might be a freshman in high school, so I'm 14. And me and like a group of dudes, just like we had a we had our, our original name was actually called Estancia Fixed because that was our high school name. But mm-hmm. we wanted to like include more like of the local, the other like kids around the area. So we just changed it to like... <laughs> suck my cog we're like oh it's fu- <laughs> it's funny it's like it's like the dirty word but it's bike so um, <laughs> that stuck uh i don't know if like people have noticed but i've been kind of like trying to push it to just saying smc mostly because like if i was creating the name today that would not be the name i'll, I'll tell you that but <laughs> it's kind of like become a known thing and i'm like i can't really change it now but we can at least abbreviate it. So yeah. if anybody has any good, uh, um, I'm trying to think of a new acronym for SMC. So if somebody wants to give me uh, pitches on what SMC can stand for, that's not suck my cog, you know, let me know. Shred my cog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, just, just like shred it. <laughs> yeah. Should I just actually change it to cock? I should just make it worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just go all in. Skid my, yeah, I don't know. Skid my super changed. medium caterpillar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, that's good. I'll use that. Uh, I actually got into some. I got into some hot water in like 2014, 15, maybe, because like I had this design made where it's like this this girl licking a cog, and <laughs> like I this like group of like British women cyclists found it and were like attacking me about it and at the time i'm like i'm like still pretty young and i'm like oh, f- what the hell? what are these girls why are these girls so mad about it like i get it now though i'm like yeah yeah Damn, yeah <laughs> looking back on it that wasn't super chill so yeah i've, I've considered changing <laughs> changing the but name. unfortunately fast forward to 2022 and shit has not cha- changed much so yeah <laughs> uh in what aspect like like i don't i don't make that design anymore (laughs) i I mean like in the cycling industry in general uh yeah yeah Yeah, true uh i apologize amanda (laughs) i mean like i'm just i've been a bike mechanic for three years and i still experience sexism in the in the industry so that sucks have you ever like like talked about specifics like i want to I kind of want to hear the the like what's happening and then maybe it can help. Maybe that could be another podcast. (laughs) And then they might learn from it. So it's good. They fall for it. It's a win-win, except for Amanda. She just loses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But there's so much to talk about. I feel like, I mean, Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes when we talk together about like sexism and feminism, I feel even... There is different level of feminism that are not agreeing with each other. Mm, yeah, definitely. Weird. Like, yeah, you can definitely have discussions like just in general, woman to woman, woman to man, man to man, and it's just like definitely you can have different opinions on stuff. Like you can get so deep into into what is morally right and everything. 
but yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, and... it's like, <laughs> it's pretty subjective to a lot of people. So there's not one like overarching rule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Well, it's good that it's a t-shirt that it's been released like 10 years ago and yeah i don't have <laughs> i don't have any of them anymore i don't know who has any of them i think i think like chris thrasher might still wear his but, <laughs> if you have I, if you have yeah. one frame it and and put it somewhere safe yeah. because there's there's no more coming out <laughs> no absolutely not uh i have like i have i even like got mailers with the the logo made on it and I still have them and I'm not, of course, I'm not going to use them, but I still have mailers. I, I used to send merch in it. So right. I, I want to leave that behind. <laughs> that, <laughs> that whole era felt bad. It's fine. It's fine. I apologize to any of those like cyclists who attacked me back then, like are listening. Like <laughs> I get it. Now. I get it now. <laughs> But you were young. It's I mean, yeah, exactly. To to some extent, I mean, I've done yeah. some pretty shitty design. I've even done some design based on actual animated character, and then we got sued for it. So, oh. <laughs> wow. so which everybody everybody makes the the dumb mistakes. Well, I'm I'm not gonna get into it here. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> But basically, at some point, I was, uh, I had a company uh, about fixed gear and we were making t-shirts ah. and one of the t-shirts had a Japanese, uh, I think it's a Dutch slash Japanese character on it. And we used this character to, you know, like make a design, uh, we, we tweaked it and then we got sued. And it was hellfire in my world for, oh, wow. I don't know, like a few months. Was it an anime waifu? It wasn't. It wasn't. It was <laughs> way cuter than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, SMG, you created oh. SMG. It's still going strong. SMC. SMC, SMC sorry. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a submachine gun. <laughs> <laughs> SMG. Uh, yeah, so. SMC became a, a a thing in 20 2010 and we made a wet we made a blog because like I remember looking up to like all the blogs like Prolib is not probably locked cogs log blog and TTV and I was like wow I want to be a blogger like that sounds fun which I don't know if any person has ever said that ever <laughs> but <laughs> I just thought that like writing words and having people read them seemed like such a cool thing. I'm like, wow, people actually care about what I write. So I created a blog. Nobody read at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody cared. They People only cared later once all the other blogs died out. Mm. But then we were like, it, it was, it's still unclear on what SMC exactly is. It's like, we're a crew, but we're also like a media outlet. We also make some like apparel sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that. It's kind of, um, yeah. it, it can be anything really. Yeah. It's just like content and yeah. And like people supporting behind it. Exactly. And we, while like we don't get the most views or anything on like our YouTube or our podcast or anything, but like the people who are like fans and like homies are truly like there, which yeah, is Yeah. That's cool. the They're beauty like, of a niche niche, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're not trying to grow like to skateboarding or anything, but I think if we just all participate and keep 
fixed gear live or going mm. and keep everyone updated within the communities then it'll carry on because it's died down so many times over the years that's really my like goal with it overall is to just like keep that flame of like doing fixed gear tricks going that's like the main thing behind everything i do mm. i love that love that that's so sick I was just going to drop in another question about uh, where you draw the line between like talk and FGFS because you ride them both so well. Just your opinion on that. I think there is no line. Like it's a, it's more of a spectrum, you know? Yeah. Like you're on, you're on skinny tires with like riser bars and doing Kia spins, you know, that's like fully trick track in my head. And then if you're like on 26 inch with pegs doing feeble bars, like you're fully FGFS, but you can mix the two. It's like if you 180 into your trick track, you know, if you 180 in your Kia spin, it's it becomes a blend. If I do a if I do a big spin on my 26 inch bike, like I'm doing trick track on my 26 inch. So it's it's more of like the tricks you're doing rather than the bike you're riding, in my opinion. Mm. But I mean there are trick trick track setups and FGFS setups that are more geared towards one or the other. But yeah. I don't think there's a line. I think it's a spectrum and it's beautiful because it's kind of brought the two scenes together. Whereas back in the day, it split them apart. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There used to be super diehard, like, fuck FGFS. Like, that's not where we should be going. Like, why are we going to BMX style tricks? And then there were people on the opposite end were like, this is progression. Like, fuck spins. Fuck that ballerina shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the real thing. For me, I find like a lot, a lot of the, especially the people getting into FGFS, like there's there's a certain aesthetic and smoothness that comes when you've been doing, for example, the way you ride. A lot of the tricks ended up just flat at the end and a little bit, not yours, <laughs> the, uh, just in general, like being having to pedal out of stuff when, you know, BMX and freewheel or 26 inch like hardtails and whatnot. There's, it seems to be it's easier to have a bit of flow. Uh, I think it's really hard to get that 26-inch FGFS style smooth and consistent and roll out of things really nicely. I think that's a difficult mm. balance to find. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's hard to make shit look good. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a there's a certain momentum you need to carry, and there's a certain like if you don't land fully 180, you come to a complete stop kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, mm. so it's being conscious about that and knowing when to put pressure on your pedals to like make it look smoother. And yeah, you're right. There's a lot that goes into making it look good. And it's like hours in kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it takes 10,000. It takes 10,000 hours to be proficient at something. Well, if you take someone like me, let's say, who doesn't do at all any FGFS, who just likes to go fast in the streets. Um, mm -hmm. And let's say if I'd start tomorrow, where should I start? So the first tricks, which you already, I'm assuming, can do is like, you know, you start with the track stand. Yeah. It's the basic. And then you kind of go into like wheelies and mm -hmm. then you learn how to do backward circles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you eventually learn how to turn that backward circle into riding fakie, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's just like, you know, take it one trick at a time. I remember I wanted to learn Keo spins so bad when I was in high school and <laughs> I had practiced and practiced outside my parents' house for like just hours on end. Like I, I really put in the work to like learn them. And then when I finally got it, it was so like satisfying. Mm. And a Keo spin is 
pretty easy to learn actually and fish and chips too fish and chips everybody's doing fish and chips now i remember when it was like a really hard niche trick that only a few yeah. people could do yeah but now i don't know what's in the water anymore but everybody yeah. and yeah. their mom can do them it's crazy <laughs> Um, and is there like a specific ratio you'd recommend or a specific bike? No, I mean, you can use whatever bike you have. Like I, I I'm fully, I fully believe that like, just learn on what you have. Cause mm -hmm. I did a whole, I did a video on like, uh, I got, I got a sponsored video offer by like P3 cycles, which is some like generic aluminum complete track bike or fixed gear bike company. And I just did a whole video where I did tricks on it and like was basically like, look, you can do it on anything. Hmm. Yeah. A ratio, I just like 46, 17. Like that's okay. That's my favorite ratio wow. for everything. Uh, is that <laughs> like is like, that really what? light for you? <laughs> in Montreal, I was riding 4914 in Crits. Oh my god. And now yeah. here I'm riding 4915 in Hamburg. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, uh, have you been trying to do tricks on that? <laughs> uh, track sands and yeah, I've been trying to pedal backwards on that. Yeah, you, you get like uh, a quarter pedal rotation for a full circle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I commend you. Yeah. <laughs> Props to you. Uh, yeah, I got to change my ratio then. <laughs> for sure. And that's where the two bikes comes in handy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get a separate bike for trickies get mm -hmm. a separate bike for riding man <laughs> definitely uh, i'm actually watching your videos now that 180 <laughs> hop that you do one-handed is just fucking nuts that trick is so fun i i did that a, a long time ago that was, that was a that was super popular back in 2010 like uh yeah do you know do you guys know who who created the uh the fish and chips oh my god i have no idea i heard a rumor about a courier in the uk i don't know how long he was in the uk for but he moved to la yeah and his name is dylan fish and chips hurst yeah so, this guy yeah yeah so he created the fish and chips and he also popularized the one-handed 180 to slider oh. he was really good at that and so was like mike chacon and a few others but Yeah, my, my riding was heavily, like, influenced by a lot of those heads. I never even thought about the man that created the fish and chips. <laughs> I've thought about that a lot. That trick is such a specific name to the UK. Like, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, fuck. And then naturally, you know, Keo Curry created the Keo Spin. Of course, yeah. Rest in peace. What a guy. I What know, a right? Guy. It's so tragic. It's What a guy. So sad. So innovative of the time as well, man, like. Do you, you guys know who John Prawley is, right? I do. Yeah, he created the big spin. No way. Fuck you. Well, okay, maybe not created it, but he really popularized it. And they, they even called it a Prawley spin for a long time. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Man. Oh, my God, Whoa, your knowledge you... of fucking trick writing yeah. is mental. What the fuck? I don't get to talk about this to people in my everyday life, so <laughs> <laughs> it's just all stored up in my head, like, waiting to explode. <laughs> you yeah. definitely have to do the archive. Yeah, that makes so much sense, bro. Trying to talk to a girl in a bar. Yo, do you know where the fish and chip comes from? You won't just, believe it. It's not, you don't just eat it. <laughs> like, okay, so so it, start, it all started back in 2000. 2007 with this dvd <laughs> called mash <laughs> mash sf yeah just it's a bike that goes backward when you pedal backward yeah my my um my girlfriend actually is like relatively knowledgeable about names because of me 
<laughs> she's like, oh yeah, that's Tyler Johnson, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that looks like Tom LaMarche, right? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tom LaMarche is so easily recognizable. Yeah, dude. Like his writing style, but just him as a person. Just, oh yeah, it's Tom LaMarche. And you can see him grow up from video to video. Yeah, him in like bootleg sessions to like him on Specialized, like is two different people. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Lamar, Tom, oh my gosh, Tom, I could I could talk for days about Tom Lamarsh, dude. He's he's so inspirational and so sick, and like he's so like he was so like metal, you know, in the in the sense mm. of like he was nuts. Like, <laughs> my God, like the gaps he would make or the drops, he would jump from insane. so high. It was insane. But not just his writing, but like the way that he was, you know, like he hated contests. He got invited to the Red Bull riding style contests and never went. He like showed up, wrote a little bit and then like went in like road street instead. Like <laughs> that's the that's the kind that's of person sick. he was. Mm. And all his videos just like were filmed on VX, like super gritty. And oh, dude, he always threw his bike. He would throw his bike in ev- like so much in every video. And like, <laughs> I would never, he's like so opposite of me that I love it. Like, I would never throw my bike like that. I have hair. He was bald. <laughs> <laughs> just super opposite people from what I could see. I've actually like never really met him. So he is in Brooklyn right now, right? Or like he's fr- he's a frame builder somewhere. Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's Lamarche Bike Co. He makes really cool bikes now. Nice. But not fixed gear. For for your listeners, I'll put a link to the show notes of like different Lamarche videos and my god, you're gonna see the dude is quite amazing he's he's incredible it's like like my fixed gear free style um like mount rushmore is basically like tom lamarsh steven jensen keo curry and then like there's someone else there that i can't think of off the top of my head oh they're great i just linked you a the the tom lamarsh fgfs wiki page <laughs> <laughs> you can find all his videos there oh wow nice. Can we can we link that or the website is just not ready anymore? Yeah, I mean it's it's really rough and like the design is like not there at all. I'm just kind of trying to get all the information down on pages first. Mm-hmm. But Love you know, it. It, we can give them a we can give people a sneak peek. It's a all vibe. Right. The website's a vibe. A vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like it was made in 2005. Yo, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of videos, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is what I spend all my free time doing insane i love it and some of my work time what do you do for work whatever whatever <laughs> no i'm just kidding i uh i'm a i'm on the content team for a uh fitness at home tech company called fight camp oh. it's like peloton but boxing oh okay mm. cool I'm mainly a video editor but you know i shoot also for them and do a lot of freelance stuff so it transfers nicely into doing content for smc because it's like yeah i can just take yeah. what i know and make it for bikes oh yeah yeah it's tight nine to five every day yeah. baby yeah. nine to five monday <laughs> through friday yeah how many uh frames or parts have you broken oh that's a great question too many a lot so mm-hmm. let me think back the first thing i ever broke was were wheels no that's not true i broke a fork i broke a an aluminum fork on a track bike and i was like 
okay, I need a trick fork, got a trick fork, and I just started breaking wheels. Like, I can't tell you how many wheels I've broken, but I've broke. Like, they just will, that's the thing about, like, fixed, I mean, BMX too, like, your wheels will always eventually break. Yeah. Like, you'll pull out spokes, or the rims will, like, like, you'll pull nipples through the spoke, or through the rims, or, like, you'll get super out of true, you'll get a huge hop, stuff like that. Uh, So, countless wheels, but frames, I... So I used to ride for All City, and I broke two of their frames over the course of three years. Ooh. Yeah, it's not terrible. But then I rode for Bomb Track, and mm. I broke six <sighs> Bomb Track frames in like, in like three years. And were like they that. like a steel, aluminum? Yeah, they're chromoly. They're like 4130. The Bomb yeah. Track. What's the name of it again? Was the yellow tires? The Divide. The divide, right? It was the the divide was the the twenty nine er and the dash was the twenty six one. Yep. And I rode, I still rode seven hundreds at the time, so I was just, I was just plowing through those fucking <laughs> frames because they're like they're commuter frames. They're not really yeah. like they're kind of trick frames. They have one gusset, but it just wasn't enough. Wasn't solid. Yeah. The the geo was nice, but yeah, the geo was good on the small, but the medium was like a commuter. Mm fully and then i can't tell you how many cranks i've broken too i really i snap cranks so much it's dangerous i broke my toe once snapping my cranks broke your toe snapping your cranks what yeah i did a i did a wall ride and then when i came down my crank snapped and it like just my foot like tumbled in a weird way and yeah it sucked i was out for like five weeks did you ride for sabrosa as well uh no 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 there's never been there's never been a fixed gear rider that rode for Sabrosa. Did Lol Andy Sparks not ride for Sabrosa? Oh, did he? You know what? Actually, I might be wrong about that. I he might have, but ne- Andy Andy rode for Nemesis Project, and then yep. he might have gotten like a little like sponsored deal with Sabrosa, like a one time thing, but he wasn't like permanently sponsored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I have a question about one of your edit. Is Mini Velo fixed gear freestyle a real thing now, or will it ever be a gimmick forever? Because I think it is the sickest thing. It looks okay, so it's it's, so it's weird fun. because it looks good and goofy at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that will forever be a gimmick, and I hope it stays that way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's um the thing. The problem with it is that it's so fun. Yeah, like. It's addicting and it makes you you hop on a your 20 inch. I have one in my garage. I haven't touched it in like years. You hop on that and then you hop on your normal bike and your normal bike is so hard to control. Yeah, yeah. The 20, 20 inch fixed gear, you can just hop it so much easier. Everything's so much easier. You get back on your other bike and you're like, oh, why did I just do that for an hour? Because now I've got to reset. If it takes you like a month to learn a wheelie on a regular fixed gear, you could learn to wheelie in a day on the mini fixed gear. It's so easy to wheelie. The balance point, you just lean back. <laughs> yeah. And there's no effort to pull it up because there's no weight. Yeah. I like it. I like having fun on it for like an hour or so, but I would never. Even having one, you have to really decide to want to go out and ride it. It's one of those things that sits there and you're like, oh, it's great. It's great fun. But do I choose that over my other bike to go out on? Yeah, it's like it should be just used as like the beer cruiser, you know? Yeah, definitely. Pub bike. The other thing about it, though, is that like 
no matter how heavy your ratio is, it's if it, it's super spinny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what kind of mad science is behind that because <laughs> I'm, I'm not a scientist myself, but there's something about the small wheel that just makes it super spinny. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, 20 inch, then you need like one hell of a ratio to make something even similar to 700 C. Dude, I have like a, I have like, I swear I have like a 50 tooth like chain ring on there and it's still super light. <laughs> I've just realized Richie Van Pelt was out for the SMC competition. Yeah, yeah. Him and the two of the other fixated guys came all the way from the Netherlands. Amsterdam, yeah. Which my mom is from the Netherlands, fun fact. Oh. She speaks fluent Dutch. And <laughs> that's not related to anything. But <laughs> meeting the fixated guys was like really cool. I was, I was so like honored that they came out for a competition that i hosted so shout out to those guys man yeah that's a long way to go we had people from all over come we had uh, uh i mean they definitely traveled the farthest but we had some like seattle guys some salt lake city guys some uh, nice. san francisco guys and a lot of the la uh scene came out too for it how is the trick competitions going they look to seem pretty legit now and pretty uh, a lot of active people and loving it yeah, we had like somewhere around like 30 contestants. And then we had like a little over 100 people total like at the event, nice. which is actually, you know, I've been throwing these contests since uh, 2016. And that was the biggest turnout we've had. So, you know, that's saying something. That's saying something, isn't it? That's, that's good. It is definitely growing at the minute via social media and everything, everyone putting stuff out. That's really cool. Yeah, it seemed to spark some kind of like, I don't know, there's a fire in the community again and there's like people wanting to actually put out videos and like ride again. And it's uh, really cool to see because I've been trying to like what almost feels like single handedly stoke the flame of the community for a while. <laughs> Not actually single handedly. It's like, you know, help shout out to like Fode Gang and, and Slumworm and stuff like yeah. that. Like without them also, like we wouldn't be where we are. Where is some slumworm, by the way? Like, <laughs> where know. where is he? He's he's making music, man. Yeah, with wow. his lady, with his lady. He's a he's a really interesting guy. I love Matt so much, but he's also single handedly the hardest person to get a hold of in the world. <laughs> yeah, we figured. <laughs> I, yeah, you guys have tried to get him on, huh? Yeah, yeah. we did, and. Yeah, it's just, it's just... Okay, I did, like, a few months ago for the release of his new frame. I was like, hey, you want to come talk about you, your new frame? It's like, yeah, sure. Never had another answer in, in the last year or so. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, most, the most effective way that I've found to communicate with him is just calling him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just really interrupt whatever he's doing and just, like, I, hey, if I just have a question. <laughs> Taking a shit? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Oh, you're on a date with your girlfriend? Sucks. <laughs> cool, but I need to know something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I... He's Slum has never made it out to any of my competitions, and I'm it makes me so sad. Oh, yeah, I, I see. Like, dude, yeah. what the heck? You're Fixie Mayor, you're the mayor of Fixie. <laughs> <laughs> you need to come out. So, I don't know where he is right now. He's a little MIA, but he'll come back, and you know, he'll never, I don't, he'll never abandon the community. He like he likes it too much and has too much pull. But the last video he put out was 10 months ago. Oh my god, yeah, yeah I know. 
Dude. That one with you guys riding that kind of like bank underneath in some kind of like suburb area with the sun setting in the background. That one's sick, that one. That was a fun video, a little power hour. We just, that was like, (laughs) that just took it literally an hour, like... My girlfriend used to live really close to him when he was living in uh, L.A. for a bit. And one night we just like connected one afternoon. We were like, hey, let's go ride for an hour. And that video was the result of that. And it came out really well for really nice. Yeah. Matt, if you're listening to this, come on, man. I'm sure like there's a lot of people that would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Come on the podcast. Come on. You have two podcasts to come on right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how how mad will you guys be if I get them on mine first? Ah! Bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's actually a really good segue into <laughs> next question is you recently started a podcast. So, tell us about it. Yeah, Off Track Podcast. We're on all platforms. Uh it's just me and me and my boys just talking shit, you know? <laughs> it's great. We're one, two, three, four, five, six episodes in. It's going well. We're getting way more views than I ever expected because who wants to listen to our voices, you know? But apparently people <laughs> do. That's what I feel about us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I really enjoy listening to you guys. You guys you guys Thanks, have a good night dynamic. I like it. Mm. yeah it's crazy because we (laughs) like fixed gear in itself is already niche Mm. and then i'm like yeah let's dig it further and then talk about (laughs) like make references until like two people on earth understand it (laughs) and that's just how it is and i'm happy about it because i finally just get to like talk about fixed gear because that's all i ever want yeah, I just want to talk about fixed gear bikes. I just love it. I love it so much. And in my day to day, you know, being at work, being with at home with my girlfriend, like I just don't get to really talk about it that much. So this is my it's my outlet. And I've always wanted to do it. But I, I never did because I was like, who wants to listen to us? But I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Sorry, what's it called? Off track. Okay. Which I came up with that name myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> Off track. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> have you recently seen that meme about like oh a fixed gear let me make my entire personality about it <laughs> <laughs> i know the meme format i didn't see it about fixed the gear, amount though. of friends that sent me that meme i'm like i shut the fuck up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> eat shit i saw it i was like yeah relatable okay i can no, feel I've it been, i've actually been thinking about that lately because like you know when people ask if anyone ever asks you, like, who are you? The first thing I start to talk about is bikes. Yeah. yeah. I think, damn, is that all I got? <laughs> <laughs> Am I just a hollow carcass of a human who is on a bicycle? Nothing wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> all right. Join the club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, at least we're in it together. Exactly. Well, tell yeah. me about your master bike, man. It looks legit. Is it your, is it your favorite setup now? Okay, so I just got my second prototype. Oh, okay. The first one I rode for probably like a year, maybe a little under a year, and I I snapped it at the chainstay. Okay. So that's why we prototype things. You know, you figure out where stuff is going wrong and what can be improved. So in the new one, we have like a new, a whole new rear triangle, and geometry is a little different. Clears bar spins better. The first version had a lot of pedal strike, so we fixed that. And now it's like a it's a Tark machine, dude. It's mm. just an tr- absolute trick track banger. It's not, I wouldn't call it my 
my frame though i just kind of have a colorway but kareem yep. actually designed it with you know input from like me <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say us but it's like i'm kind of the only one writing it <laughs> and kareem Andy got a signature color yeah yeah but i don't he didn't really write it much i don't know what happened there it felt so different to his other setup to his nemesis though even looking at the tire clearance and, and it just bike just really beautiful bike i mean stunning colorway but just i had a feeling it might not suit him as much as his uh his other bike yeah it i don't think it was his favorite geometry he's uh yeah. he's set in his ways bike wise yeah. he loves his bike and i respect that but i had the mentality of like ride what i'm given you know whatever i'm given mm -hmm. i'll kind of like get used to this is the first time i've kind of been able to have input on anything so it's been really cool have they been nice to work with i assume so i mean i talked to i talked to kareem and master with master like all the time we're kind of just like friends so nice. it's a it's a really natural partnership and that's the thing with fixed gear freestyles like there's no company companies you know you're not talking to like a marketing guy or you're not talking to like no, a sales true. rep or you're not you're not talking to like it. it's like one person per company it's like kareem is master bike co sean and a couple others are destroy and then like jacob ruff and matt spencer are rough bike co and they're all just like friends so that's why I love it so much. It's like everyone's just buddies. There's no like beef anymore, which there used to be. And it's really small and niche. And anybody who is interested in joining the community, just know you're like welcome with open arms. People will be stoked on you no matter what your skill level is or what your knowledge is. Like people are just would be stoked to see you riding fixed gear freestyle. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, 26 inch front wheel. That's what I was going to mention. Do you get stick for that? Of certain people? Uh, a not really. I've, there's just been like the occasional person who just like talks shit on it for no reason who I yeah. don't know. Like they'll just, I'll just like catch strays online from like these random nobodies. <laughs> and I'm like, like you've clearly never ridden a fucking bike in your life. Because, like, <laughs> and, and my thing is always like, look, I don't love the way a 650 front wheel looks necessarily, but it man it makes riding so much better yeah yeah i i love i rocked the, the front 26 inch for a while i really loved it it was just strange in the in berlin it was totally acceptable a lot of people did that i came to london and everyone was like that's not purist <laughs> that's not this i was like what the fuck are you talking about i ride my bike the way i want to ride my bike fuck you that's kind of nuts because it like in a sense is purist well yeah it, like you look back to 2007, Keo Curry rocking a 650 front Spinergy. Like yeah. he he created all this shit. If you're saying that the OG of all this stuff isn't purist, then yeah. I don't want to be purist. Fuck you. <laughs> and this guy was telling me, he was totally griefing me. He was like, oh, I'm a total purist. He had, um, what did he have? He had profile BMX cranks. He had a profile stem. A BMX step. He had so many BMX parts on his bike, but he was rocking 28-inch wheels. And I was like, yeah, but bro, there's not a track bike, a track part on your fucking bike. He's like, yeah, but I'm still full-size wheels. I was like, all right, fair, 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 whatever. You guys can't see me, but I'm I'm pinching the skin in between my eyes. <laughs> Just listening to that. Like, 
bro get some like sugino 75s if you want to be a purist yeah like there's i don't know who cares like at this point it's like who cares what's pure and what's not like i love exactly. 700s that's why i have a dual 700 bike i love yeah. a 650 front and that's why i have a bike with a 650 front like i, I don't know i like it all absolutely uh, me as too. everyone yeah. should be just ride the bike the way you want to ride the bike. I get more grief about a 26-inch fixed-gear bike than I do with a 650 front wheel. Eh? Yeah. One of my, uh, one of my like, vi- Instagram videos kind of, like, blew up a little bit, and it got put in front of the eyes of people who have no idea what fixed-gear freestyle is. Yeah. So it's just, like, I just started getting so much hate. What? For no reason on this video. Everyone's like... What's up with the pedal straps? That's super lame and whack. <laughs> Not even realizing it's fixed gear because they've got no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Or mm. they're like, just get a BMX. That's that's the classic from like BMXers who can't do any tricks. Just get a BMX. Because I'm friends with like a lot of like pro BMXers and they're all just super sick with it. They just love it. They like it and they, they support it. Mm. And it's always the BMXers who can barely like 180 or barely do a double peg who like talk the most shit. Probably because they're mad that this like 26 inch bike rider can do more than them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because I guess when you turn up to a skate park and everyone's like, oh, that's a strange looking bike. Like I can, I've got a BMX. And then you just drop like a massive 540 and they're just like, ah. <laughs> oh. And with the back wheel higher than your head and the last like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you, you carry on, do what you do. <laughs> Shit I've never had anyone say anything to me in person, <laughs> ever. I like to think it's because I'm so scary and intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got that from you. That's what I thought yeah, about yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> nice, thanks. <laughs> yeah, after all those years of riding with straps, because you ride in a fixed gear for people mm-hmm. that still don't understand that, you are probably now a master of unstrapping while falling. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, no matter how good you get, though, you'll always catch it. You'll catch a stray like <laughs> once every now and then. And it happened to me. Uh, it happened to me this weekend or this previous weekend. I was like doing a crank arm grind, which is where you're just like kind of chilling on your pedal and your crank on mm-hmm. a rail, and. I started to flip forward and I thought I was just going to step off the bike, but my foot got caught in the strap. So I just like my whole body just planted on the ground and it, I've hurt myself the most from being stuck in the straps. Like it always hits my knee. Something hits my knee. I don't know what it's like my bike or the ground or something, but my knee hurts. My palms are all scraped up right now and my ribs <laughs> my ribs hurt <laughs> dude i got beat up this weekend because it was a big bike weekend because like everybody in fixed gear freestyle was in town so like naturally we ride all weekend mm-hmm. i even took the friday off to go ride too so i'm still feeling it and that was a week ago you've got to push a bit harder when everyone's out as well haven't you? Oh, you of, really course. Gotta, of course of yeah. course you got to show out. <laughs> you got to flex, haven't you? You got to be like, come on, let's put. But I, I do, I miss that from BMX. You know, every Sunday was always a session. Every, you know, yep. for years we'd just go out on a Sunday and and just ride. And when there's other people pulling a line, and it totally stokes you, and you totally get more enthusiastic to to learn something new. For for sure, it's and you can apply this to like trick track or just learning tricks on fixed gear too. Is like if you ride with people, like 
is the the energy is kind of contagious like one person does yeah. something you're like oh okay i'm gonna try that too and then you're both trying it together and learning together and like learning i'll ride by myself sometimes but like riding with friends is just the the best experience ever yeah and then on the on the day of the competition actually like i didn't ride all day and then the, i touched my bike for like a little bit and i tried like a 540 right out the gate which was a bad idea and i <laughs> i my back wheel got caught on something and i slammed the entire right side of my body Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah that happened after the crank arm fall i was just talking about the day oh. before so two big slams yeah my uh my right butt cheek is really sore still and that was a week ago uh. you come from like skating background and i don't i i i know it's kind of similar to bmx like we'd go to a spot and you know there'd be a, a kind of etiquette where like if someone's doing a line or using it and everyone kind of gives each other the space to try out their lines but when i moved to berlin and there was like the fixed gears trick track sessions were going down Nobody would give anyone space. They were just all like fighting for like their line to do. And I was like, guys, this isn't like the right way to do it. Like chill, watch who's going next. Let them do their line. I don't know. Do you ever experience that? No, I'd say it's pretty respectful for oh, the most okay. part. Like, especially like if we if we pull up to a spot and there's like skaters there and they're trying to film a line, we kind of like stay in the corner until they're done filming, you know? Yeah, that's the way it should be yeah it's pretty cool also you know there's like a there's like a skateboard bmx beef you know that's been going on for 30 years yeah but because we aren't bmx and skaters see that we don't really beef with skaters yeah yeah <laughs> so that's kind of nice they respect us that's cool yeah they respect us now for some reason probably because wheelie bikes are a thing and they hate that more <laughs> yeah bmxers bmxers hate that shit they crazy they are crazy. That culture is definitely a culture. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> They're very loud and reckless. Yeah. The whole ballerina style on the back peg as well and crossing leg stuff is kind of interesting style. <laughs> but I'm, it's it's hard, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't do that shit. I tried riding one of those wheelie bikes and I can't even pop that front end up. They're so heavy to lift the front end. So I, I, what the fuck? The balance point's so different. Yeah. And like I said before, like I just can't like stuff with a free wheel. I just suck at. Yeah. I've got a question. Um, mm -hmm. Have you ridden like in other places in the world or traveled to other places and ridden in different communities and stuff? Yeah. I Most of my traveling has been thanks to bikes, actually. Mm -hmm. I took a uh, I took a trip to Thailand in 2014 mm -hmm. to ride bikes for a week, which was like insane. I was like a freshman in college and my whole flight got paid for. And I was like just a week. I took my spring break to go there and it wasn't enough time because it was only a week. But we like filmed a whole video and like did a demo and met like hundreds of fixed gear freestyle riders out in Thailand. Wow. Mad. That was so cool. That was the only time I've ever felt like a celebrity in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I signed so many autographs. It was so cool. Really? Yeah. Sweet. It was wild. And that was like, I was, 2014 was like such a like hot year for me. Cause I like also like got second place at the Red Bull Ryan style contest, which was like the a huge deal at the time. Mm -hmm. So that was like in the same year and that was tight. And then the next year, 
I went to Barcelona to ride bikes with a small crew and that was cool. But I was coming off of an injury. I, I like broke my foot on El Toro <laughs> and my foot was absolutely demolished. But I had to go on this trip anyway because we booked it before and I didn't want to miss it. So I just like pushing through this like foot pain. And this was after like probably like six months of healing, but it just wasn't there yet because I really messed up my foot. And every time I bailed on my bike, every time I touched my (sighs) right foot down, I would like crumble. It was probably really bad for the healing process, which is why my foot's not great still probably but it was a good time it was it was a once in a lifetime experience like i don't know when i'm gonna go back to barcelona or ride bikes Damn. barcelona is a sick city to ride oh dude the whole city is like a skate park it's yeah crazy. the whole yeah yeah i don't know who their architect is but like <laughs> they're definitely a skater yeah or bmx must have been a skater those are the two like biggest places i've like traveled to go ride but i've also just been to like you know a bunch of states around here yeah. to go ride like been to texas been to atlanta been to like salt lake city been to sweet. Uh, a couple other places sweet well i just recently i told you this before and moved to hamburg and a good friend of mine that works as a mechanic with me at rad race is kirby and i was talking to him about the podcast today and, and talking with you and gonna meet you and he says that there's definitely a lot of people in europe um, and also in hamburg that are that are get that get inspired with the types of riding and styles that you do and that uh, everyone does back in well in the states Sick. that you guys do yeah oh man the states is a huge inspiration for the rest of yeah. Europe. huge yeah yeah, yeah exactly. that's awesome because the U- the u.s gets just such a bad rep overall <laughs> like to the rest of the world which is mm. like understandable but at least like our biking is cool man <laughs> yeah definitely definitely yeah that's you yeah. if you ever do want to come to london you've got somewhere to stay always man oh, just, dude, just hit me you. up yeah thanks man yo actually <laughs> the the link the fixed gear culture link between america and europe i have a thing to say about that because someone talked about it in the discord so i'll talk about that in the after show make sure to to subscribe to the patreon <laughs> i know right yeah access to it. <laughs> that's the hook oh man that's the hook all right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Slispin Society podcast. Everything we discussed today will be in the show notes on the blog slispinsociety.com, along with the various articles and writes up I post every two weeks. Slispin Society is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting some value back in? You can visit patreon.com slash podcast to join the community. We're pledging at any level will grant you access to the free and after show. Special thanks goes to our 41 Patreon supporters, making this show possible and ad-free. We love you guys. You can also you. find us on our Discord server. The invite link is also in the show notes or with our Instagram account, at Society. Rob is at currency.co. Amanda is at Amanda C. Burger. I go by at underscore poll underscore you. Jable, you want to you wanna plug uh, Instagram, new website... Uh, SMC. <laughs> yeah uh my personal is at jbvll it's like jball but the v is an a uh you can see what we're doing at at suck my cog and then um suck for our blog i update it weekly 
All right. Sharing the podcast with your friend is by far the easiest way to support the show by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. The music for the show is Lovely Swindler by Maria and the illustration is by me. And I also want to thank our editor because he's making a great job. Yeah, and thank you, I editor. I love him very much. Thank you, editor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to go on to a short and sweet after show. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.